Hello and welcome to Connect, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room is Kate Rowlington. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi. Very good. Uh, Kate, you are the Managing Director of Mediacom EMEA and previous to that you were the Head of New Business and Marketing in EMEA and before that Head of Communication Strategy at CARA. Yes. That, that's right? That's right. Good. I'm always worried that I'm going to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first question, um, that's a really big job, uh, MD <laughs> of Mediacom Amir. So what do you actually do and, and what did last week look like for you, for okay. example? So, I mean, there's quite a lot of elements to my job, as um, you know, as there are to, to, to most people's jobs, really. But the main areas of focus for me are business development mm-hmm. and product development, particularly at the moment. So, And I would say that kind of an overarching... Um, Thing that I would say is is growth. So I would say that my job is about growing MediaCom across the EMEA region, mm-hmm. uh, and that's both in terms of new clients, so so winning new business and helping our markets win new business, but also with existing clients in terms of making sure that we have a brilliant portfolio of products and services that we um, can take across markets and embed across markets that can help us grow our existing client relationships as well um so you know but but within that so new business and product development when i say product development i'm talking really about 2020 connections our planning Mm -hmm. product so i work very closely with matt me Mm -hmm. our global cso on not only developing that product uh, and all of the tools and applications within 2020 but also extending that and rolling that out across our region and making sure that markets adopt those approaches uh, use them in new business mm. uh, and all of that really so so this morning let's take today yeah. so I just got I just came out of a meeting with Vincent our global head of uh, business development so I spent a lot of time with him and the, mm-hmm. and the business development team catching up on live pitches that we have um, we've got a lot of stuff going on in market at the moment in uh, in the region um, but after this, I'm going to see a client to get some feedback on a recent pitch meeting that we did. Um, and, you know, at the moment, in terms of 2020, we're very involved in um, developing that whole suite of tools, really. Yeah. So I, I suppose, you know, we launched 2020 about two and a half years ago now, I think, in Miami. Um, and we're now looking at the whole thing again in terms of a refresh, mm. the digital hub in which you know all of those tools and applications sit. So it's a really exciting time from a, from a product point of view. Yeah. Um, so that's the main area of focus. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's really interesting. So how how does a business best achieve the balance between a global and a local leadership? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think that any global person (laughs) or team really has to add value Mm. locally so you know unless we are creating products and services tools and approaches you know um, that help and enable and make better the lives of our people in market you know that help them do a better job for their clients that help them win new business you know we're not doing our job mm. uh, and and I think I really like the idea of um, the way I talk about our central team is that we really are in service to markets mm. you know 
they pay for us essentially yeah. uh, and we have an obligation to help them be better you know uh, as much as we can and I think if we're not doing that you know and I think 2020 is a good example of that we did get good feedback on 2020 when we launched it and I think adoption has been mixed mm. <laughs> admittedly mm. but generally okay and I think in the end it was because something was created that, that added tangible value uh, mm. in a market because you know the the, the the rubber hits the road in market right you know yeah. that's where we spend our clients money um, and that's where we make a difference and I think unless we're adding value we're, yeah. we're not really doing our job so I, I think you know any relationship global local is about that it's about adding value and if you are adding value um, you can then have some of the more difficult conversations around <laughs> you know managing um, people and and, yeah. and and I guess if you're adding value there isn't a compliance issue it's yeah. basically what you're saying exactly yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, when you said um, adoption's been mixed with yeah. 2020 is that a good thing or a bad thing the reason I ask is isn't Mars's thing is it think global act local isn't mm-hmm. that one of Mars's mantras um, I, I read that in a book recently okay. so is, yeah. is mixed well, a good thing or a bad thing I think from our point of view we would like it to be better everywhere i suppose Mm -hmm. what we're striving for as a global network is to have um excellence everywhere uh you know uh, and and i think steve allen's one of steve allen's mantras was everything everywhere and so you have centers of excellence in the world Mm -hmm. you know you have certain markets like the uk very sophisticated advertising communication markets and you know we want all of our markets to be excellent and that is partly about encouraging adoption of our approaches everywhere mm-hmm. and making sure that that adoption you know happens and, and so therefore I think mixed isn't where we want to be yeah. mm-hmm. and you know we've we've made direct correlation because we're really analytical aren't mm-hmm. we at Mediacom mm-hmm. and, and, and we've actually done the analytics on this and there is a direct correlation between using 2020 connections on a pitch mm-hmm. and winning. Mm-hmm. So we looked at, you know, the pitches that we hadn't used, you know, and this is across the, the mm. network, the pitches where we hadn't used our product. Mm. Yeah. Um, we have a much lower conversion rate mm. in new business, which, which tells a, yeah. a very important story for me. Yeah. And it makes it easier for us to have that conversation yeah. with markets and CEOs, yeah. So, yeah. Spe- so speaking uh, new business, um, you've yes. worked on a lot of pitches in your time. Yeah. Um, what makes someone brilliant at working on new business? Resilience, I guess. Yes, yeah, you definitely need that. Uh, I think, I mean, it might sound really obvious, but you need to be very competitive. You need to want to win. Mm. It might sound like a very obvious thing to say, but you need that instinct to win. I'm very, very competitive. And, and, and actually, it's funny you mentioned resilience. Mm. When we lose, I mean, it, it, I, it, I take it really... Yeah. It hits me hard. That sort of thing. It's, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not sure I am care. that resilient, but okay. I think I've become more resilient. Yeah. Mm. But I'm very competitive, and I think that gives you the the drive to put a team together, um, do brilliant yeah. work. Because I think I say that because that's what you learn from. So I remember yeah. um, someone who's now a very senior, experienced in new business, saying to me, um, after we lost a pitch together that we should have won, and he said to me, that's the first pitch... I haven't won, so. Wow. And I said to him, we haven't done enough pitches then. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. it's that, I think, although it's 
deeply unpleasant, you have to hold on to that feeling and go, how do I stop this feeling happening again? Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely, it's how you come yeah. Back from it, isn't it? That's, it is that's resilience, isn't it? It's not not yeah. caring. It's it's yeah. what you do with it. And actually, you have to fail to succeed. So, I think I've learned a lot of lessons in your business, mm. and I think the the difference Expensive between a good <laughs> yeah between a good and a bad new leader in your business is the ability to learn from failure yeah. and turn that to your advantage the next time. So, I, so I think. That's a really important point too. I mean, and you, you have to be extremely well organised. Mm. You know, I think anybody in your business... I mean, there's obviously, you know, you need lots of different people to win your business, but if you're in charge of new business mm. and you're leading that, that process, you have to be really organised. What about team versus quality of work? Which do you prioritise? Team, team bonding? or yeah. People. I mean, I, I think... People win pitches. And I think the if I look back over all of the pitches we've done, where we've compromised on people... You fail. You fail. And, and you know it at the time. And, and I think, you know, Nick Lawson, my boss, always said to me, you know, just... just well, A, get the people right, but, but trust your instinct. And if mm. you feel, if it feels wrong... Mm. So, you know, when you're sitting in a rehearsal... And, and you, you know, think, yeah. there's just something not quite yeah. right here... It probably is wrong, and it's usually because you've got the wrong people in there, the wrong profile of person. And that's a big, brave step to change at that mm. point often, because yeah. you're, if you're rehearsing, you've got quite down the yeah. line, right? So, right, right. Have you done that? Have you brought people? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure we have done that. Yeah. And I think we we should do that yeah, more. And it is a brave thing to do. And it kind mm. of it can scare the horses, but. Mm. Without the right team, particularly the leader, the mm. hero, yeah, yeah, you know, if that mm. person isn't right, and if you're not committing that person to the client, yeah. So again, I think that's another mistake. Is, you know, yeah. yeah, you can have this person, but you know, maybe it's fifty percent rather than a hundred percent. You know, yeah. no, yeah. it's yeah. it's got to be commit. committed. Yeah, yeah. So on to you specifically, then. What are your core assets or self beliefs, or what is it about you that got to you, you to where you are now? Well, it's interesting actually because I think it's a lot of what I've just said because <laughs> right. I've always done loads of pitching and I think you know my my advice to anyone in this business if you want to do well and you want a really successful career you're unlikely to do that unless you get a really good new business track record behind mm. you you know and get involved in it yeah uh, so I think you know I'm very competitive and I think that's you know helped me just generally mm. in this kind of business because it you know accounts move around a lot um i think also you need quite a competitive spirit to produce really good work all the time you want to produce really good mm. work mm. um but also i i think i'm just i am really organized i'm an organizer mm -hmm. mm. so and particularly now with global new business as well you know they're so complex these pitches yeah. lots of moving parts lots of markets yeah. and that skill of organization really is 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 hugely beneficial so i think sure. you know quite organized and and i think probably on a more personal thing I'm, i mean you probably can't tell but I'm, I'm i'm a northerner i'm from the northwest of england you can tell and i've <laughs> yeah. got i don't know i've always had a bit of a kind of northern chippiness about me i've got yeah. a bit of a I'm from the north. I'm, I'm down here yeah. in London trying to make it, and, yeah. I, and I think that's given me a little bit of, I don't know, 
self-belief or a little bit of you know attitude although i kind of think it's media agencies in in total are quite chippy yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that's right um, yeah. what's next well i'm just really interested in how organizations work you know how businesses run you know and how as a a global network we need to change and evolve now in order to succeed mm. i mean you know i think the hardest thing i find in my job is just keeping up and really having a proper handle on everything because it's mm. it is a complex business and you know can we all talk eloquently about every facet of the business mm. no but it, it's that I find really exciting and I, and I want to be involved in running organisations and businesses in our network that have to change and evolve mm. really quickly to, you know, deliver what we have to deliver to our, to our clients and to deliver growth. Um, so I think I just want to continue doing that. Just, and, we, yeah. you know, we've got, there's lots to do. So is that a less, uh, what does that mean? What, what does that actually mean? Um, it means looking at what kind of people do we need in our organisation that we don't have at the moment. So we've been having lots of conversations recently about data strategy, yep. as I'm sure you guys have. Yep. So data strategy, what, what is that? Yep. Do we have people in our organisation you know, in significant numbers yep. that can take large data sets and turn those data sets into meaningful insight that drives strategy and innovation for mm. our clients and I, I you know probably not and I think there's a whole new skill set or set of skill sets yeah. if you like that we need in our business that we don't have at the moment and I'm really interested in that whole area so who are those people where do they currently mm. exist mm. how do we find them which universities do they go mm. to which yeah. degrees do they do um, and how do we integrate them into our business? Because yeah. that's the crucial yeah. thing. Is 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 it's not a one way street, is it? No. It's it's uh, we want we want marketing applied use of data in new ways as opposed yeah. to just yeah. going. What can you do? Exactly, exactly. So on to the the questions we ask everyone, and you've already yeah. given us a bit of advice on getting involved in pitches, which is a very, is a very common yeah. bit of advice, which is great. Yeah. 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 What what else would you say is is something that is good for new people? I would say, and I, I really wish somebody had said this to me yeah. when I was starting out, is work out what you're good at. Yeah. Really work out what you're good at, mm. and do that as much as possible. Yeah. Because if you do that. A, you're going to enjoy it, (laughs) and B, you're going to be better at what you do. Mm. And and I think I probably spend a lot of time trying to do stuff that I'm just not that good at. And and actually, this business business is all about team, Mm. and any team is made up of people with completely different skills that contribute to to the whole. And I think just work out what you're good at and do that as much as possible and of course you know look you know the reality is that you're always going to have to do something that you don't really like but just try and do that as you know as little as possible yeah exactly yeah so that's that's what i would say Mm -hmm. okay one of our one of our favorite questions if you were a genie um and i wanted to summon you 
Um, yeah. And you know you you travel a lot, so this would be really useful actually. <laughs> yeah. um, what five commonly available objects would I put in a magic circle to uh, for you to, to for you to arrive? Okay. So these aren't personal <laughs> objects. I have to be able to go and get these objects. You have to get them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good question, isn't it? Well, I don't know that it's an object, but it's served in an object. Mm. So so I, I would say uh, gin and tonic. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that's good. If that's acceptable. That's and, uh, <laughs> any particular gin? Or no, no, I'm no, not, I'm not, I'm not too fussy, actually. Like Hendrix. Right. Uh, but also gin is a... I, I've, I've lived, you know, most of my adult life uh, not drinking gin. And, oh. and saying, oh, I hate gin, it's horrible, it's like yeah. the smell, the juniper, yeah, yeah, ooh. Yeah. And then about a year ago, I realised, I love gin. Oh, isn't that interesting? Because <laughs> I don't drink yeah. gin. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, maybe. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. So now I just yeah. think, and I kind of buy into the whole gin tea moment, you yeah. know, <laughs> end of the day and all of that. So anyway, yeah, okay, gin, so tea. gin, gin um, tea. I love cooking, so mm-hmm. I think some kind of kitchen utensil. Okay. Um, Go on, I, give me a specific. Well... I kind of want. I want to say knife, but that sounds a bit really. No, 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 no that's weird. fine. It's a, fun no, that's fine. a really sharp, a really good knife. It's hard knife. to get hold of. So yeah. whenever I go and stay in a house on holiday, mm. I will always take. Obviously not abroad because that would be weird. Yeah, and you'd get stopped at the airport. But I always take my own knives because there's nothing worse than having to that's cook amazing. with a blunt What an knife. insight! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. very good. There you go. Um, <laughs> I would take uh, my my house keys would summon me. So I I bought. Well, Stephen and I, my husband, bought a new house last uh, year. Uh, is that allowed? I don't know. Oh, it's is not, it? is it? No, 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 house, keys. Not. house keys. So just a, oh, gen- a key. well, generally but house keys. Yeah. yeah, a house key. Yeah. House key. Because yeah. the reason being that yeah. I, my, I you love, love your house. That doesn't sit comfortable so with me. Does no, that no, 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 that's cheating, sorry. All right, cheating. Okay, so I would say instead then, any piece of music from Queen's The Stone Age. Okay. Ah, interesting. Okay. okay. Who are my what, an album? fave band? Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, an album, a, a Quatzer album would be uh, would be fantastic. Good. That's three. Uh, gym kit. Nice. Good. Yeah. So I love going to the gym. Always yeah. take my gym kit away with me when I go travelling. Mm-hmm. Work out as much as I can, particularly at the moment. You know, the older you get, the more uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need to do. And then the, Kate, the Kate's looking very good. Nice <laughs> felt. And the fifth one would be my passport. Not well. Is that is that allowed? Uh, a passport is oh, it? See, oh, I'm not doing very travel. well here, am I? Maybe well, roll in suitcase or something. Oh yeah, okay. there, there we go. A nice okay. wheelie suitcase. Nice, a really nice one. A yeah, wheelie suitcase. We got, yeah. we've got, we've got there. Travel. We got there. Yes. Um, so now on to the three things that you would Specific. say from a fire specifics. It sounds like you'd okay. save your whole house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Try and dig up the foundation. Well, I don't really have any expensive jewellery or any mm. precious no. artefacts yeah. or anything like that so I wouldn't be kind of going for anything like that but I think it would be more so I have a really nice picture of my parents mm. a photo in a frame mm. on my um, uh, kind of dressing room table mm. uh, in my bedroom so I'd, nice. I'd take that yeah. and I would take so I mentioned Queens of the Stone Age so yeah. I have a print of a Queens, Queens of the Stone Age gig that I went to in Melbourne about 15 years ago probably even longer than that and that was the first time I'd ever seen them and I'd never heard of them yeah. we were travelling me and my husband and he's like we're going we're gonna to go and see Queens of the Stone Age and I was like who are they and I went to this gig and it was just the most amazing yeah. experience they were absolutely brilliant, brilliant. and I bought a uh, print of the you know the, like the yeah. gig poster yeah. it's a really good one yeah. it's yeah. like a cartoon drawing yeah. of the band 
had it framed and it's in my house so I'll probably take that cool love that and then the other thing I think would be in my bedside drawer I have the um, the pictures of I've got two girls two, and I've got the scan picture from oh. 22 weeks you only have the, yeah. the scan I, to determine yeah, the you know when oh, they actually sweet. look like yeah. a baby in the yeah. scan so I'd probably take those scan pictures that's lovely <laughs> um uh, okay, what um, book have you given away the most, or just your favourite book if you don't give away books? Okay, so the one I've given away the most mm. is a book called The Ghost Map by a guy called Stephen Johnson, mm-hmm. who's written some awesome books. Mm. I've read most of his books, actually. And The Ghost Map is about the cholera epidemic in London. I think it was 1854. Um, which sounds yeah, a little, no, a little dry, perhaps, but it's really phenomenal books. It's actually the, the central character is John Snow, and John Snow was he was actually a, a vicar mm. at the time, but he was a he was a scientist as well in mm. his kind of spare time. And at the time, I mean, the cholera was killing yeah. hundreds and thousands of people, you yeah. know. And, and at the time, they believed that the common view was that the cholera was miasma it was in the in air, the air. Yeah. and you know he had a different view and he, what he actually did was um, he went to where the cholera was most intense and mm. he was the first person to draw a topographical topographical map mm. so he basically drew and it was all centered around it was all in Soho at mm. the time, uh, Broadwick Street, actually. And he drew a topographical map of where the pe- most people were dying. Mm. And oh, he, he kind of, you know, the, the, the more in, intense death, or, you know, the greater amount of deaths were happening around a water pump. And so, so the closer you yeah. lived to the mm. Broadwick Street water pump, the more likely you were to die. And so what he was saying yeah. was that it was waterborne, which, of course, now we all know it, it No, it is. but what you're talking about just resonates back up to what's going on at the moment because he solved an unsolvable problem with the new use of data, yes. which is actually exactly, 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 exactly resonant I know, with it's what wonderful, we were doing. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a pub called the John, John Snow, Snow on Berwick, and it's on Berwick Street. Right, Absolutely. There. And the thing, so he's obviously a hero, and actually at the time, it wasn't, yeah. it's, it was a real shame, it wasn't until he died that mm. people went... Oh yes, it well, is waterborne, yeah. and people continue yeah. to die yeah. and yeah. believe that it was miasma. But so, so a, it's a fascinating story yeah. about a brilliant person yeah. who did yeah. an amazing thing. But Stephen Johnson is a fantastic uh, writer, mm. and he makes that story hugely compelling and vivid. So you, anyway, you should read it's it. Good yeah. recommendation. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, this is a new question, so you're, this is a debut, uh, especially for you. Yeah. So, and you may have already answered it as, as, as well. So it's, imagine all everything, AV, all content, everything ever made, all art is disappearing, but you get to save one thing, a yeah. book, a picture, a TV series, a film, an album, what would it be? God. It's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. I mean, my favourite film of all time is With Nil and I. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason I love that film mm. is because it stands up to repeated viewing. So mm. the script is just so... It's hilarious, yeah. but it's so dense and wonderful. So you can watch that film over and over again, and, and even on the 10th viewing, you'll see something that you haven't seen before, and it's hilarious. But, but I think... 
you know, if it's the only thing yeah. that I have, it's only one thing. And I think if I'm allowed a TV series, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's actually... That's going to keep me nourished yeah. for a somewhat longer than, yeah. uh, than, than a single film. So I think... And there's been so many brilliant, yeah. you know, pick lengthy yeah. series. But I think if I was to pick one, it would be Six Feet Under. Oh, really? Which I loved. Um, if we were to give you a billboard um, and you can put it wherever you like... Where would you put it and what would it say? Hmm. So I would like to put it outside a inner city primary school mm. that was, you know, run down and, mm. and as a lot, you know, some of them are, sadly, um, with, you know, lots of issues and problems and, and a lot of the kids there probably don't have, you know, they're living in poverty and yeah. they're... they're yeah don't have many opportunities in life um i'd like i'd like to put a big billboard out there and put some kind of obama-esque yes you can type message on there because i just think it's so sad that so many kids in this country still are so disadvantaged and live in poverty and and that's written off too soon and it's like why yeah we're very proud of the apprentice program that we've got yeah exactly you know some of our apprentices are just amazing they're my favorite people in the business and i've been totally transparent yeah uh, another debut question. Yeah. The final oh question before we move on to the one which you can't prepare for is: yeah. if you had to choose an actor or an actress to play you in a film about your life, yeah. who would it be? I think it would be Julianne Moore. Mm, see she's that. got red hair, <laughs> <laughs> but she's also she's feisty. She's feisty, and she's you know she's done some fantastic Hollywood roles, and I just kind of admire any woman. Yeah. Who is cutting it in Hollywood? Because it's it's Stacked difficult, against, yeah. rubbish scripts by and large. You know, I, yeah. I just think she's had some great yeah. moments. And so. she, could, I think she could carry you off. I think oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, we're on to the questions uh, from Andrew Boiton from the the hundred questions toolkit for careers. Oh my gosh, this um, is terrifying. You, you've picked a few. I've random. picked no, because there's didn't... some about your parents' love which are a bit mental and you don't know how people are going to react to them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it's, oh my, mm, right, I'm picking one. There you go. If you could read it and answer it. There's no such thing as a bad employee, just someone who hasn't been managed properly. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good question. Good question, right? Kate's um, thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is there a gut reaction there? Because you're thinking, but yeah, is there a gut I reaction? Yeah, I mean, I think there is probably such a thing as a bad employee, actually. Okay. But I do believe also that lots of people aren't managed properly. Yeah. So so sorry to kind of fudge no, no, no. the question slightly. I, I do think it's possible to have, you know, um, people in the business who aren't, who aren't good or right. But can we get better at managing people and yeah. putting in place, you know, Absolutely. career development yeah. programs and management programs that really allow our people and people to fulfil their potential yes absolutely I mean I guess it's back to the point you made about advice for when you start out which is working out what it is that you're good at yeah because it might be that they seem they're just not right for a role in media, yeah exactly think, in which case you know yeah but doesn't make them bad doesn't make them no, bad no cool thank you very much for your time it's been that fantastic was fascinating thank you I've enjoyed it <laughs>